Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the AC Report. Well, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last night. And they blew up his house, too. Down on the boardwalk, they're ready for a fight. Gonna see what them racket boys can do. Now there's trouble busting in from out of state And the DA can't get no relief Gonna be a rumble on a promenade And the gambling commissioner's hanging on by the skin of his teeth Everything dies, baby, that's a fact But maybe everything that dies someday he comes back Put your makeup on, fish your hair up pretty, and meet me tonight in Atlantic City. This is The Other Side of Midnight. I'm Frank Morano. Uh, no more place, as far as I'm concerned, in the world than Atlantic City. Monopoly City, America's playground. Uh, there are. It may be small geographically, only 48 blocks. It may be small population-wise, but if you look at the impact that it has had on American history and the colorful characters that have visited and lived in Atlantic City, I don't think there's a more impactful city in this nation. If you look at the uh, incredible role it's played in everything from the 19 19- 1964 Democratic Convention to the development of the boardwalk, where it's still the home to the largest boardwalk in the world. I don't think there's no city that's more worthy of explanation and exploration than Atlantic City. And one of my favorite people to talk to when I'm in Atlantic City or just getting an update on what's happening there is City Councilman Jesse Kurtz. He is uh, a city councilman, obviously, in Atlantic City and uh, happens to be the only Republican elected to the city council in Atlantic, in Atlantic City. Councilman, it's, uh, it's great to talk with you. Thanks so much for joining me on the radio. I know it's a tough hour. You got it. Great. Uh, Councilman, one of the many interesting things about you uh, that folks may not know is that you are currently the father of eight children, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> got and, a little tribe here. <laughs> yeah. How uh, now I've got my hands full with one. How do you manage to find the time to do anything with eight? I mean, you got to give me some some time management advice here. <laughs> oh, man, it's uh, definitely they get, at least starting out uh, sink or swim. You know, you figure it out or uh, you, know, you get overwhelmed quickly. But no, it's uh, one kid is a, a, a lot of work and. Uh, but they're great, and and congrats you know, on on uh, you're you're in with the little one. Uh, they're they're a lot of fun. 
Thank you. I, I appreciate it. Yes, I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, it's been great so far. Now, the other thing that's interesting about you that I mentioned is that you're a registered Republican. I know I've asked you this before, but people may not have heard our previous conversations on the radio. Atlantic City is a city like New York, like D.C., like Chicago, that's overwhelmingly Democratic. How does a Republican get elected in a partisan election in Atlantic City? Uh, there's a lot of we have a lot of folks listening all over the country that represent these little pockets of red in blue communities or maybe even inversely pockets of blue in red communities. What's your secret? What can people in New York, San Francisco, Chicago, D.C. emulate from your example? Well, I'll tell you what, I think um, at the local level, um, it, it is possible to, to win when there's a strong partisan advantage against you. Um, you know, I think you have to be sharp, though, you know, have a good, good message, uh, work hard, connect with people. Um, and fundamentally, if you have an area where, um, you know, there's there's some strong needs and um, they may not be you know, represented uh, in, in a strong way, yes, in the larger city picture uh, that comes to a ward or an individual district. I think, I think that's the key. And, you know, I, I lost a couple times before I won, but I'm, I'm very passionate about Atlantic City. And I think um, even though there is, you know, a strong um, Democratic uh, partisan leaning in my ward, um, you know, the people were willing to give me a shot. And now I'm in my second term and it's, it's a great honor to represent them. Well, no, you're doing a great job by by all accounts. And the fact that, as you said, you've been reelected in a uh, in a city as democratic as Atlantic City is an indication that I think your constituents think you're doing a pretty good job as well. All right. There's um there's a ton of stuff I want to try and ask you about uh, some. There's some serious stuff and some fun stuff. Let's start with the the fun stuff. Uh, there are some very interesting food events coming up in Atlantic City. You got the chili knockout. You got the burger bash. Uh, tell us what's coming up for anybody that's in that's um, that's listening that's down there right now or planning a trip there forthcoming. Sure. Hey, well, in, a, in a couple weekends, there's going to be the inaugural uh, chili knockout and spicy food fest. So that's on uh, Saturday, May 21st, and. Uh, the group that does the Atlantic City Beer and Music Festival, which is a you know very well known event here, the Good Time Tricycle Crew, um, they're trying a chili event, and I, I just think these food events are are so much fun. I mean, we have fantastic restaurants, you know, as as does New York. Um, Atlantic City really is known, uh, especially in our area, for having some good restaurants. But the thing I really need um, food events are on one ticket. You can literally try, you know, tons of different variety. So this one will be chili. Um, a little bit later in June is the Burger Bash, which is something that I love going to. And that's going to be in June. Um, we're looking at June 18th for people who may want to come down for a fun event on that one ticket. You get to try just a ton of burgers and then uh, vote for your favorite one. Uh, we had Wing Wars uh, a few, was it, a couple months ago now. Uh, here in town. So, you know, coming down, check out our restaurants. These, these food events are, are are an absolute blast. You know, is there a I don't know that there are many cities that offer more in the way of culinary delights than Atlantic City. Uh, and I, I'm not being a hype man here. I have no reason to be. But honestly, Atlantic City's really got some of the greatest restaurants in the world, does it? Absolutely, and especially um, you know the variety. Um, we have great standards. Um, you have good steakhouses, Italian places, but we also have like you know, very good uh, 
you know, everything from like Sri Lankan to other types of Asian, great Latino food. And so, um, and even, uh, you know, like the food events, um, I'm remembering that, you know, wing, what was it? Wing bowl in Philly, you know, they had to stop doing that because they weren't able in that town to kind of make these larger events work. But it seems like our lar- even our larger food events, you know, people just really, A, know how to run them and B, um, people respond well and, and love into town um, and you can really have a lot of first class um, events restaurants all within your fingertips all manageable and, and do quite a bit gym just tons of stuff i mean similar to you i love listening to your reports you're always like cramming the most out of every hour every minute and atlantic city is a place where you could do that i hmm. think unlike uh, you know, any other town anywhere uh, well, no, well, well said. Talking with City Councilman uh, Jesse Kurtz. Hey, uh, something that I've been really looking forward to trying uh, because I'm a ping pong fan, as I think you know, is pickleball, which apparently has taken the whole country by storm. And I just bought a uh, a pickleball paddle and and set, and evidently some pickleball courts are planned for Atlantic City's Bader Field. Um, for people that are unfamiliar with the history here, Jesse, tell us in a nutshell, what is or what was Bader Field? And uh, what's the story with these pickleball courts? Sure. I mean, a, a place like was it, Ohio would be um, like the birthplace of aviation where like the Wright brothers were able to get, you know, the first airplane um, together. Well, um, the first airport in the country, namely the first airstrip airfield to be called an airport is Baderfield in Atlantic City. And, and that goes back to the whole idea of like a port of call being a place that's um, on the water where boats can come to. Well, having this airfield that was so close to the ocean um, can, had them come up with the term airport. So for the longest time we had uh, Baderfield, um, it's, it's been closed. Um, when I was growing up as a kid, I grew up right across the, the bay. Literally, I could see um, Baderfield. And I remember like small uh, Cessnas kind of flying right over my apartment complex. You know, And um, once or twice they would crash um, right there on the rocks next to the water. So that wasn't necessarily the safest thing growing up. <laughs> uh, but... <laughs> <laughs> but they did um they did close down the airfield and so uh, it, it's been largely vacant and there's some really large projects there's big, um there's this big like luxury car village idea that's being pitched right now which looks very exciting my my thing is that in the interim you know let's use it for um outdoor recreation for health um especially after covid or you know during covid now like it it's important for people to get out get fresh air and, and enjoy themselves and so um one of the interim uses we're doing is uh, pickleball out there and um i uh, like you you know i went out and got some paddles and it's something i play with my young daughters and they're the other places that have pickleball courts are just jam packed in the summer so we're going to be adding a couple uh, pickleball courts out there um, this summer, so it'll be something that um, my constituents are really looking forward to. I'm looking forward to going and playing with my daughters. And um, I, I like the idea that while we're working on a big kind of game-changing project for Baderfield, um, in the interim, um, it's important to use that space for uh, people to get out there, have a great time, and you know, be healthy. Uh, no, I, I couldn't agree with you more. So once those pickleball courts are open, will will visitors uh, get to use them too, or is this going to be a privilege reserved only for Atlantic City residents? Uh, they'll, they'll definitely um, they use 
public funds to set them up and build them. So you know, they'll be welcome to anybody. Uh, but there's not um, the one thing I have to caution you is that there aren't going to be too many. I think starting out, there's only going to be a couple. Uh, but I, I can't. I do see that. Uh, if there's a strong demand, um, I'm going to be – I'm actually already looking at a couple other places oh. in town at additional ones. But I think we have to prove that there's a, a demand in town for them. And once we show that, then we'll be able to add some more over the, the next year or two. Makes sense. Now, um, we were talking a little bit earlier about the independent league baseball team that used to be in Atlantic City, the Atlantic City Surf. What what happened with that? Why um, Why was the surf, in your view – not able to sustain enough of a following to stay in business in Atlantic City. Sure, and, and I'll tell you, um, I, I miss it. Uh, one summer, well, I worked there multiple years, and I uh, bet you didn't know this. One summer, I was actually the mascot. Uh, oh, a- I did not know that. <laughs> he was a splash. Was our mascot uh, sea serpent? And the- I've always thought you made- were a bit of a drip. I must say. <laughs> Of the people who made the Philly Fanatic costume were the ones that made the Splash uh, costume. And that was such a cool job. You got to, like, I would, like, fool around with, like, drunk folks at the baseball field. Like, it, it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, but on a, on a serious note, um, from my opinion, why uh, – because initially, Surf did very well. We had really strong attendance. The whole place had a capacity – of uh, you know just under seven thousand people when you like factored in standing room during fireworks games and uh, initially we had a very strong season ticket holder base and I think like a lot of management groups try to do over time to maximize profits you know they forget about like the core business model and so in my opinion they started nickel and diming the season ticket holders oh. you know initially. You would like give an extra ticket to the season ticket holder if they had a family coming in, a family member coming into town, if they had a special event. And I think over time, as new managers came in and wanted to prove that they were going to make more profits, um, they would start nickel and diming. And as a result, the season ticket holder said, "You know, you know, I've, I've got enough. I've had enough of this." And as I've learned in sports, especially these small, uh, semi-pro baseball teams, your your core season ticket holder base is what sustains you on the slow nights on the slow games. I mean, anybody can fill a stadium around July 4th weekend fireworks, which we did even in the, the end days at the, at the uh, baseball field. But that I think was more than anything, what uh, killed the, the field. It, it was just, you know, again, Nick, nickel and diming the season ticket holder base. Uh, well, so, you know, there's going to be, um, you know, now in Staten Island, we have a baseball team there that was in the is, is in the same league that the Atlantic City Surf was in um, there. There your advice, I guess, to management, if they're listening and our owner is one of the owners of that team as well, would just be to not do that, not try to nickel and dime the season ticket holders. I think that that's something I both saw it with my own eyes and I was somebody like I I worked as a game day staff person. I worked uh, in the clubhouse, um, helping clean up things um, there. Um, I even worked as cleaning the, the uh, field, you know, beforehand. Again, this is like high school. It was beyond that. And then talking to the folks that ran the, the field and observing it um, 110% that that's kind of the core part of the, the business. Then you know, your sponsorships, your group sales, and then just general ticketing is what then complements it. But your base of who sustains you is always that season ticket holder group. And I would say, you know, if anything, if 
temptation to scale back on special events. No, no, no. Add more things. Add more special mm-hmm. batting practice events for your season ticket holders. That, that's key. So um, what, what goes on where the Atlantic City Surf used to play? Um, so mainly um, there's the, the community college baseball team, which was actually nationally ranked uh, last year, which is pretty cool. Um, they play out of there, so that's the home team. They play games out of there. They're doing that right now. Um, there's also a lot of those like Cal Ripken style uh, high school tournaments that will come in from the the general area. Um, and aside from that, you know, here and there, you'll even have like religious services that'll be out at the the baseball mm. field. Um, by and large, um, it, it's very underused. Mm. And something I'd really like to see um, is um, kind of a cricket setup. I think that we could be poised to do some regional. Uh, cricket tournaments out there to draw on not only the the multicultural um, aspect of Atlantic City, but also to kind of tap into a growing market for regional sports and like, you know, small scale tourism. A couple of quick items I want to go through relatively quickly so we can cover as much ground as possible. Every day I'm getting emails uh, from a movement on one side or another of prohibiting smoking in New- in Atlantic City casinos. Uh, I'm, I'm hearing from both sides frequently. It seems like the side to ban smoking has a lot of the momentum. Where do you stand on this question, and where do you see this going? Um, you know, I, I think it, it does seem that smoking uh, in the casinos, their, their days are numbered. Um, you, you could kind of see how there's a growing number of co-sponsors the state legislature and um, we're both under a state takeover when it comes to our local affairs but also the aspect of, of smoking kind of goes back to the clean air act so that's going to be something that the state legislature is going to be acting on got it um you are part of the atlantic city council they put together the budget for atlantic city did i did my eyes deceive me recently when i read that the impending budget that you guys are looking at now may actually include a tax decrease Absolutely. And I'm actually chair of the Revenue and Finance Committee and through a lot of just chipping away and and steady work. This will mark the third year that we have a tax cut on the local level. And from what I'm seeing and hearing, uh, it looks like we're going to see a cut on the county part of our taxes as well as the school. So um, our regular taxpayer here, residential commercial, is going to see a tax cut this year. What what sort of taxes are being cut? Are we talking property taxes, uh, income taxes, sales taxes, something Property, yep, wow. be a property taxes. Um, you also have an initiative, which I think is really interesting, to outfit the council chambers for hybrid citizen participation. What does that mean exactly? Sure. Um, so um, Atlantic City, like, like, like a lot of towns, was thrown into these virtual public meetings because of COVID. And what I found is that there were some folks that joined our meetings that had no interest in coming in person even before Zoom, obviously before um, COVID. And now that we're going back in person, this will, uh, we just had our first in-person meeting last month. Um, I think it's important not to lose those folks. So um, I've, I've been leading a, a charge over the last year or so to outfit the uh, council chambers so that way people can come in person and participate in our meeting or they can come virtually and then we'll pipe them into cool. a screen, almost like the White House press, uh, press briefing room. 
and they'll be able to uh, participate virtually. And so I want to have both in-person and virtual participation at all of our public meetings going forward. That's great. Uh, Jesse, it is always a treat to talk with you. Uh, I'm not sure when my next trip is there, uh, but when I'm there, you can bet I will be calling upon you uh, to see if we can catch up in person. Uh, Give my best to your beautiful wife and that brood of eight that you're presiding over. Hey, you got him. And all the best to you and your family as well. Thank you. Uh, Councilman Jesse Kurtz, Republican city council member from Atlantic City and a father of eight, if you could believe that.